0: No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie come on, everybody boogie puppa tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie, come on, everybody boogie buffer tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie, come on, everybody boogie buffer tonight. Let's go.
1: Thank you for joining us. It's a Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast, and it's an absolute pleasure to be with you once again. I hope you had a lovely weekend because I certainly did. What a weekend that was! Fantastic weekend. If you're somebody who um, devours internet content like I do, at the rate that I do, then you had a hell of a weekend. It was like being in an opium. It was like being in an opium den in China in the 1810s. Everybody was high Everybody was having a great time Everyone was rich It was fantastic, we loved it Fantastic weekend Uh, Irrational Times by the way Tip of the hat to Irrational Times Friday night, absolutely fucking nailed it And as we predicted on this show We can put another prediction down in the book Another correct prediction Yes, Adonis Paul Adonis Paul Won the day In the great Save by the Bell showdown Hosted by the legendary Irrational Times. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Daily Boogie on a Monday night. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for sharing the show out. If you did, if you didn't, well that's okay. I guess you can I guess you can stick around. It's gonna be one of those shows. I wanna have fun tonight. I, I do have a little bit of fun stuff, but unfortunately there's a couple of issues. You you might be pissed off tonight. You might get annoyed at some of the things that I'm going to show you. and you, More than that, you you may get annoyed at some of the things I'm going to say about some of the things that I'm going to show you. So all round, this could be a very controversial episode of The Daily Boogie tonight, but thank you for joining us. If you'd like to, before I disappoint you, before I let you down, <clears throat> before I annoy members of the audience, just a quick reminder, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash bumper, become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to tell me how you used to like me, Winning TV with a diamond. Winning TV made the fatal mistake. I admit, I was on Team Royce. I know how you feel. I wanted... My heart said Royce, but my head said AP. And when it comes to issues of gambling and whatnot, you've got to go with your head. You can't go by feel. Gamblers, punters who talk to you about uh, gut when it comes to putting bets on, they're kidding themselves. They're, they're not uh, thinking about it. They're not taking the scientific approach to gambling. I gave you the reasons why Adonis Paul would win. Royce does 10 shows a week. Adonis Paul does three shows a week. So he just has more time to study and uh, like a lot more time, more than 50% more time. And considering the, the disparity in training, I think Royce put up a very fine performance, very fine. Nothing to be sniffed at. It was a tremendous effort by Royce, but unfortunately, uh, like I said, Adonis Paul, too much time. He could spend way more time studying, getting to know the material, and of course, he strikes me as a kind of vindictive guy, who who wouldn't want to lose a competition that is about Saved by the Bell trivia. I just don't think, I don't think losing was an option for him. And maybe Royce like didn't didn't give it like it, it, maybe Royce didn't give it the amount of urgency that it probably needed when you come up against a guy like Adonis Paul. Because he's got a hell of a brain on him. So you've got to be you've got to bring your A game to even get in the ring with that guy. So for all those reasons, we would backed Adonis Paul on the Daily Boogie, and hey, we were proven right once again. But what are you gonna do? That's history now, and we all look forward to Royce um ring the bell <laughs> thank you and for get the gift of somebody man me. we all look forward to Royce now regaling us with a coronavirus parody I'm very much looking forward to that we might even play it on this show who knows we might replace we might replace the intro song that irrational times did for us and just use Royce's parody song for a while <laughs> i don't I don't know if i'll be doing that I hate those fucking songs but Uh, Shout out to Royce Lopez, Daywave Radio, and shout out to Adonis Paul, and shout out to Irrational Times. It was fucking amazing. Loved it. Loved every minute of it Friday night. So, big weekend. Stuff to get through. Things I want to show you. uh, I'm going to show you a viral video. We're going to get caught up on what's happening down here. I'm sure many of you have seen it. And I'm I'm throwing up whether I want to do this video or not. I might have to show you. For the people who don't watch ROTC, you wouldn't have seen this clip. Well, maybe you have, I don't know, but you didn't see it on ROTC. They played a clip from Canada of the police going into a guy's house and forcibly handcuffing him and taking him to hospital for a coronavirus check. Another thing that we can add on the list of predictions that seem to be happening, seem to be coming true from one month to the next. We, I, I remember distinctly talking about it on this show. They will forcibly take you to hospital if you resist, right? But we were talking about it in the UK. Now it's at Canada. Now it's at the United States doorstep. So we may have. I may have to quickly play it, even though, uh, courtesy of Revenge of the Sis, That's how I. That's how I saw it the first time. I felt physically ill watching this clip. And it's not often that I can get offended by stuff on the internet, but stuff like that. I. I was. I was. I'm not even joking. My, I felt sick to my stomach watching it, the level that they would go to. but So maybe we'll get to that later on. Uh, but we do have some fun stuff tonight, by the way. It's not all going to be doom and gloom, even though a lot, I know a lot of you prefer that stuff. But thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, on this edition of The Daily Boogie. And a tip of the hat once again to the great Teddy Spaghetti, who took home the glass dildo last Friday night. <laughs> Congratulations, Teddy. I, I think it's en route, no pun intended. your hot little hands any day now so do let us know when you get the when you get the dildo in the mail go on the internet tell everybody that you got a glass dildo in the mail and that you're very happy with it of course it's a bit of promo thank you for joining us ladies and gentlemen let's get right into it shall we i'm sure a lot of you have seen this clip I, i on depending on which platform you look at it it's got a couple of million views already This is my hometown of Sydney, little old Sydney town. It's a beautiful town, beautiful city. Uh, We're very proud of it, us us Sydney-siders. We wouldn't trade it for anything. And this took place uh, over the weekend in my quaint little big city of about four and a half million people. And I was getting tagged in this left, right, and center. (laughs) So if you haven't seen it yet, a group of protesters got together and decided to protest against the what we would argue on this show, the draconian, outdated, uh, ham-fisted, overreaching coronavirus lockdown laws, the quarantine, well, they're not laws, pardon me, the quarantine guidelines, which I I was talking with a friend last night and the friend said to me, there's nothing wrong with following medical advice. And I said, yeah, of course, but this is not advice. Uh, Once it starts being... Once you start being threatened with jail, it, it, no, it ceases to be advice. Then it's an order, right? There is a difference. You know, if you go to the school counsellor and sit down and say you want advice about what you should do after school, and they tell you, you need to be a systems analyst or else I'm throwing you in handcuffs and pointing a gun at your head, it's, it, it's not advice at that point. <laughs> it's something else entirely. It becomes enforcement. So let's stop calling it advice. Let's stop propagandising ourselves, shall we? And keep referring to this as health, health advice because that's not what it is. These are, you know, quite obviously in the case of the United States and in the uh, UK and in Australia, these are unconstitutional laws that have been thrown into action without any kind of regard whatsoever about the protected, the protected freedoms of the citizens of the countries where these laws are being enacted, these rules are being enacted. So it's not advice at that point. So there was a protest uh, in Sydney and a mother got arrested and, as you can imagine, she was there with her kids. She was dragged away from her kids. The kids are screaming and carrying on. Let's have a look, shall we? Oh, I <laughs> yeah. Protecting and serving, huh? Piper, oh hi with the diamond. Thank you for joining. Gi- uh, f- thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Says looking for Gypsy. Yeah, I don't know. Gypsy must be busy or something, or maybe she's found somebody else. Maybe, maybe I'm not doing it for Gypsy anymore. That's fine. People are allowed to come in and allowed to go out. So if you're out there, Gypsy, tip of the hat. Verdig just steals a diamond. Maybe she finally got caught for stealing the diamonds. Maybe they finally finally locked that bitch up. <laughs> Somebody's missing a lot of diamonds, thanks to Gypsy. Maybe the long arm of the law, after they were arresting uh anti-quarantine protesters, maybe the long arm of the law finally caught up and tapped her on the shoulder, huh? There she is. <laughs> Gypsy's just Gypsy was just waiting in the in the corner of the room. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Thank you for the diamond, Gypsy. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? (laughs) Somebody's been missing diamonds. Maybe I I thought for a second there, maybe Constable Care tapped Gypsy on the shoulder and said, where did you steal the diamonds, Gypsy? Perhaps not. Uh, Let's get back to our boys in blue, our brave boys in blue, protecting us from single mothers. I I assume she's single. I don't
2: know.
3: (laughs)
1: Look at them. Four of them. Four of them. Hyper bro. with the diamond. One right back at you. Thank you so much for joining us. So if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see. You've got about four policemen. Um, she's got one on each limb, does this mother. And there's not much of her. Holy Holy shit. Holy shit. Rain on the- KB dropping a guinea in our lap. Thank you so much. Very generous of you. Outstanding, he says. Thank you so much. So as you can see, there's one cop per limb, which is important. Which is important because you never know. Uh, if you've seen the girl, if you've seen the woman, pardon me, uh, there's not much of her. She's tiny, right? She's a tiny, skinny little thing. So, but better safe than sorry. So four cops, one per limb, and a fifth cop is taking the kid, which is which has his arms sort of locked around the back of her neck, screaming, no, no, don't take my mummy away. There's a fifth cop that's got that kid around the waist trying to go in the opposite direction. So it, obviously protecting and serving the community. Keeping everybody safe because you never know like something like this could cause a global viral pandemic her being on the street in this situation could literally cause millions of deaths so of course they're doing the right thing This is great. This is just fine. (laughs) Hmm. Ah. We've said it a couple of times on this show in the past. Piper High with the diamond. Let's make this roll. We've said this a couple of times on this show in the past. The damage that the police are doing to themselves with the heavy-handed enforcement of these arguably very unconstitutional, unethical guidelines, is going to be far more damaging than the average police scandal. And it's going to last a lot longer in the memories of people. If you think about the psychological damage that is being done in Western nations right now, in pursuit of this new normal... That governments and health experts want us to chase. <clears throat> just think just think of how long it's going to take for people in real life like in reality in real life just going about their daily life, how long is it going to take for them to get over this stuff? Of being told that they have to stand 1.5 meters apart, of looking over their shoulder wherever they walk around, of speaking to people through plastic screens like they were in prison, talking on that little phone. think about it so when you see images like this you know when a when a cop shoots an unarmed person unjustly or something like that tragic as it may be it's not going to be as damaging to the reputation and the institution of policing as stuff like this is because that's like three times a year this is happening every day now little the the footage of little kids screaming while their mum is being ripped away and thrown into a van it's not pretty And especially when you figure out that she's actually broken no law. She hasn't done anything. She wasn't breaking into a house. She wasn't stealing a car. She wasn't doing drugs. She wasn't selling drugs. She wasn't doing anything except being in a place at a time. As a free citizen. That's what's going to be the damaging stuff. Having said that. I do. I have to. I have to also say this: Don't take your kid to an anti-government protest rally. Acknowledging that it's wrong that she's arrested in the first place, acknowledging that it's bad that the kid was being taken away from her as she was being arrested, acknowledging all of those as objectively true. It's in my opinion, it's also obje- objectively true that it's a stupid idea to take a kid to an anti-government protest rally. Why? You should be expecting to get arrested today, now. You, you should almost be expected to get a baton strike to the face the way things are going. And if you're taking your kid there, if you can't find a sitter, don't fucking go. And don't hold your kid up like it's a little meat shield, like you are protected because you have a kid. It doesn't work that way either. And people are going to say, oh, that's bullshit, blah, blah, blah. I've said the same thing about people who use children in protests for things like uh, LGBTQ issues, right? So I've got to be consistent. I can't say that it's okay to take a kid to an anti-government, anti-quarantine rally or an anti-quarantine protest, but it's not okay to take a kid for the left-wing protest. I can't do that. I'm going to be consistent and say, no, don't take your kid. Don't be stupid because you probably will get arrested. And yes, the imagery and stuff of the kid being ripped away, but then you don't get to use that as a victim thing. You don't get to use that as points. Sorry, it was your choice to take the kid. It's your your choice to take a kid across the border when you're an illegal immigrant. That's nobody's responsibility but yours. Same thing applies here. You know the cops are out looking for you. You know the cops are arresting people you know that there's going to be a scene because you know that you're protesting uh lockdown laws so don't take the kid and if you do don't play the fucking victim about it sorry sorry so i see a lot of people focusing on the kid how can you do this the kid the kid the kid the kid the kid and in other cases where people have been arrested in front of their kids they weren't at protests and i've been against that right so for example the video of the guy who was arrested in front of his daughter in the park when they were the only people in the park and they were playing t-ball or baseball or something, he was arrested in front of his... That's wrong. But he didn't take her to a fucking protest out the front of government house. He didn't walk that kid into a situation where there was riot cops waiting to baton strike people and arrest them. This woman did, by choice. So, make of that what you will. (laughs) In saying that, though, how would the corporate media report this now i think i was pretty fair i think sorry to steal a line from fox news i think that was pretty fair and balanced <laughs> so how do you think that the corporate me- how do you think the corporate media is going to represent this on the six o'clock news well i'll give you a guess it starts with s and it ends with t <laughs> let's have a look ben k veritas Thank you for the diamond, sir. Says, do as I say, not as I do, kid. (laughs) Well, yeah, at least until you're 18. Then you can do whatever the hell you want. (laughs) But until then, you do what I say. Let's see how the corporate media down under reported this little happening, this little goings-on, this little to-and-fro, this little disagreement with kids involved. Let's see exactly what they think of this.
4: Anger over ongoing lockdowns has flared on the anger streets has of and Melbourne. Small but fiery protests, ending in clashes with police.
1: Small but fiery. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't many of them, but they're dangerous. They're dangerous people. See how the see how the programming is already starting, just in the lead-up. Small but fiery. What is fiery? Fiery is a subjective term, right? Who decides what what level of protest has to get to before you can describe it as fiery? Now, see, if I was being honest, I wouldn't throw that word in. That's called, when you do that thing, that's called editorializing. And that's something that journalists used to get taught not to do is editorialize. I wouldn't even use the word small because that can be debated. Wait, what's small? 20, 30, 40, 50, 100, 200? What what constitutes a small protest? I would just say protesters were arrested today because that's factual. (laughs) A small but fiery protest broke out. That's subjective. Captain Hedgeman with the diamond, the thin blue line people need to see this. They won't though. They'll see it, but they'll rationalise it. And, you know, I'm not anti-cop or anything. If you watch your show long enough, you know I'm not anti-cop. But I'm going to take, like, each case as it comes. And to be fair, we predicted this would happen two, three months ago. We said there will be people being dragged off the street, being arrested for being in groups. I even had one guy in the chat who was an Australian who was literally saying in the chat, before all this started taking off and we were talking about it, you're a fucking idiot. This is an America bro Fucking get a grip Haven't seen him since <laughs> <laughs> He didn't get banned or anything Haven't seen the guy since He's just never come back Funny that Let's carry on
4: This was the scene in Melbourne today Officers tackling people to the ground As tensions
1: Look at them all Look at them all They're swarming They're swarming like murder hornets
4: Spilled over Tegan Doling has more Good afternoon, Angie. Melbourne CBD has reopened after tensions boiled over. Tensions boiled over. At a protest over. at Parliament House. More than half a dozen people were arrested.
1: Oh, good. Blood streaming from their faces. We're keeping you safe. We are protecting you, sir. Don't you feel protected? Don't you feel protected when you've got blood pouring out of your forehead, your hands are handcuffed behind your back, and you're being escorted to the back of a police truck? Don't you feel fucking safe now? Don't you understand? We're doing this for your protection.
4: Stay behind your back. Stop resisting. And police were forced to use capsicum spray. Capsicums,
1: we're pepper spraying them. <laughs> to be fair, maybe the pepper spray, I think they're missing an opportunity here. Maybe the pepper spray will kill the coronavirus. Has anybody considered that? Hmm? Hmm? Never mind fish tank cleaner. If that stuff can burn the little hairs off the inside of your nose, then maybe it can burn away the virus fumes. What do you think? Hey, we were just spraying them in the face with pepper spray to make sure that none of the coronavirus stuck to them. We were doing it for their benefit. Short-term pain, long-term pleasure.
4: Right to break up the unruly crowd. You've been told, move
1: back. Hundred... Oh, huh? hey, Protecting and serving people. To Look break this. up
4: the unruly crowd. You've been told.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, this is good footage, isn't it? Like I said, not an anti-cop guy, but this stuff is damaging. This stuff is a PR nightmare for the cops. Finger in the guy's face, spraying them with pepper spray. What were they doing? They were standing too close together, sir. They were outside when they should have been inside. (laughs) Winning TV with a diamond. Pepper spray use is saving lives. (laughs) Saving lives one perp at a time. I'm sorry, what what was the reason for this reaction? Well, uh, we had a bunch of citizens who were exercising their legal and constitutional right to convene and gather in a place and protest the, go- the government. Uh, but we just we noticed that they were standing too close together. We observed that they were not observing social distancing guidelines. Uh, So we tackled mothers to the ground, ripped their children away, sprayed them in the face with pepper spray, pushed them to the floor and stuck our fingers in their face and told them to get the fuck back. Right. Sounds fair. There's a cat in a chat with the diamond. Boogie doesn't support his local brown shirts. Well, they're clearly wearing navy blue. I mean, let's be fair here. They're navy blue shirts, if anything
4: hundreds gathered of all ages to protest against the restriction laws on doing so breaking those exact rules and fines were issued One-
1: this this is the best part of this for me and even in these moments i cannot ignore the delicious hilarious irony of what's taking place here because you're going to hear this term come up later by the from the police chief himself okay the reason that they, the, the justification that they have for treating citizens this way is the police come are going to come out and say that this was an unauthorized protest, okay? Now, I don't know what it's like in the United States. I, I suspect it's similar. I think it's similar. I could be wrong, though. It might be depending on what state you're in or whatever. But the way it works down here is uh, if you want to have a protest, you have to lodge, you have to let the government know that this is what you're doing. Like So we're having a protest at 4 o'clock on Friday afternoon to protest this issue. Uh, We expect the crowd to be somewhere in this vicinity and it's happening at this address or this, this street or in this town, right? You have to make the government aware of your plan to do it. Like, officially. And I suspect so they can have, like, the police on board and ambulance and all that kind of stuff ready to go. Fair enough. I don't like it, but fair enough. Whatever if if that's what we have to do as long as that's protected then fine let's go let's do that the beautiful part the ironic delicious ironic uh irony of all this is how do you how do you protest against the lockdown laws if they've said that it's illegal to be in if it's illegal to be outside in a group during lockdown do you see what i'm saying here so they're going to say that these protests are unauthorized. It's a it's a circular logic situation here. <laughs> You're trapped in circular logic. So you go you go to the police and you say, "Look, we're having a protest, we're protesting against the lockdown laws." And they'll say, "Well, that's fine, but you need authorization." And it's like, "Okay, can we have authorization?" "No, you can't have authorization because you'll be breaching the lockdown laws." <laughs> but we're protesting against the lockdown laws that's fine you just have to get authorization can we have authorization for our protest no that will be breaching lockdown laws <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a beautiful dead end street that they've lured everybody into here because because now they can say that you you have a right to protest as long as you do it legally and lawfully but we'll just change the law so we'll make it illegal and unlawful to protest isn't it fucking cute? Isn't it gorgeous? Well, we believe that everybody has a right to protest the lockdown laws as long as they have that protest pre-authorized by the authorities. Hi, we'd like to authorize our protest against the lockdown laws, please. I'm sorry, we can't authorize that. That would be in breach of lockdown laws. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking gall on these people. How about that?
4: One man who claimed to be a former police officer, echoing the crowd's claims, COVID nineteen is a conspiracy.
1: Now see, we have to we have to merge in, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the protesters a little bit here too. F- Don't even worry about the conspiracy stuff. Here's if I I bet a lot of these people talk about oh they want to give red pills to normies, right? Here's here's the deal. You don't red pill normies by going up to them and saying, coronavirus is all a big hoax and it's caused by the 5G towers and the Satanists and the Luciferians. That doesn't, that doesn't red pill people. That's not how the process works. Before everybody and his dog started using the term red pill, people knew how to red pill. You don't do it by just putting it all onto their lap. You don't do it by giving them all of the stuff straight away because the body will reject it. The system will reject it. The person you're trying to red pill will not accept the medicine. You don't do it like that. Don't worry about the conspiracy side of it. Don't worry about the it's all a hoax stuff. Don't go out there with banners that say 5G is causing coronavirus because you're just making it harder for everybody else to argue the case that people shouldn't be locked up for breaking no law based on the advice of a medical expert that should not happen. People have a legal protection to go outside to exercise their rights. That's the issue. That's all you need. Once you start getting into, oh, coronavirus is a hoax and it was all a a weapons plan and it was run by the Satanists and the Luciferians and it's got to do with 5G and the market abuse, you're just going to turn people off. And you allow the corporate media, who's who doesn't who at least make if they're going to smear people, at least make them work hard. At least make them work for it. Don't make it easy for them. Never give your opponent what they want. And what they want is images of people standing out there with signs that say 5G caused coronavirus. Right? They want that. They want people being interviewed. Don't even talk to the corporate media. But they want people being interviewed saying, this is all a hoax and it was perpetuated by the Luciferians. Don't do it. Because <laughs> you're not red-pilling anybody. You're telling yourself that you're red-pilling people, but you're not. People are switching off going, these people are fucking crazy. Even if you're right, let's just say that you're right. You can't dump it all in down their throat in one hit and expect them to swallow it. Because it doesn't work that way.
5: And we got sick from somebody eating a
1: bat. Well, no no, no one's ever eaten a bat before?
4: We don't see. We think that the restrictions are really unreasonable (laughs) considering we've had such low cases.
1: There there is a reasonable thing to say to the corporate press. I'm surprised that they put it in the report. Have a listen.
4: We don't see. We think that the restrictions are really unreasonable considering we've had such low cases of COVID-19.
1: Notice she didn't mention uh, Luciferianism. Notice she didn't mention 5G cell phone towers. Notice she didn't mention any plan or anything. Notice she didn't mention rounding up the pedophiles. She didn't mention any of that. (laughs) She just said, it's really unreasonable because there hasn't really been that many sick people. So why are we being locked up in our homes and like, I can't go to work and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's how you get people on side. Not with all the other shit. Save that for your private chat rooms. Don't do it don't do it in public. Treat it like masturbation. If you if you're going to do if you legitimately want to change minds and red pill people and, you know, fucking save the world, that's fine. That's a that's a worthwhile endeavor. Congratulations to you. You're you're a beacon of moral purity, okay? But treat it like masturbation. Don't go out in public talking about the luciferians and the 5G and the satanists and all of that stuff because people are not going to applaud you for the performance that you give them. Instead, they're going to shun you and they're going to shy away and they're going to say, anybody who masturbates in public, I don't want to know them. So treat it like that. Keep the uh, extra level red pill dark shit for your private rooms and your private orgies where everybody can do it collectively in the safety of their own home. Don't take it out into the streets where children might see you doing it.
4: Government has slammed the protesters for not only putting them...
1: The government has slammed the protesters and the police slammed them into the pavement. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha. Ha
4: ha. ...themselves at risk, but the wider community too.
1: Yeah, Every, putting everybody at risk.
4: In Sydney, a video of a mum being arrested while she's carrying a baby has gone viral. Yes, it has. The woman claims police were heavy-handed. That-
1: see see what's happening here? She claims they were heavy-handed. We, we just saw the video of five of them. One on each limb and the fifth one ripping her child out of her arms. Even though I don't think it's right for her to take the kid there in the first place. But putting that to one side. She claims that they were heavy-handed. I want to meet the person who claims that that was all very fair and reasonable and nothing to to worry about, nothing to see here. Can I meet that person? Because I could probably steal their wallet right in front of them and they wouldn't notice, you know what I mean? I could probably get away with murder with that person. Show me the guy who said, no, that was fine. (laughs) I haven't met one yet. So who's claiming
4: they say the video doesn't tell the whole story. Peter fegan reports.
1: The police say that they're the real victims here.
6: Well, the vision has now gone viral, not just here in Australia, but across the world. Woo! Australia! Woo!
1: Yeah! Australia! Making the headlines across the world. Woo!
6: And the woman in the centre of it all...
1: Look at Look at her. She's skinny as a rake. She's about five foot six, and skinny as a rake. Five of them took her down.
6: Is mother of three, Renee Altakriti. Now I have spoken to Renee today off camera. She says she's still very shaken by what happened yesterday and has
1: shaken but not stirred.
6: has had very little sleep. Yesterday somebody say court case, say Renee, along with others, were involved in what has been described as a peaceful protest. However, the protest was not authorized and it breached a number of COVID-19 restrictions. <laughs>
1: Huh? Don't you love that? We respect your right to protest as long as it's authorized. Can we authorize our protest? No, that would be that would be in violation of the lockdown laws. But we want to protest the lockdown laws. You can protest the lockdown laws. You just got to get authorization. Okay, can I have authorization? No, that would be breaching the lockdown laws. <laughs> it's like a fucking Marx Brothers routine. It's, it's like, who's on first for the dystopian future? It's fucking unbelievable. <laughs> I, I I can't help but laugh. I love it. That
6: are currently in place... I, I love
1: the audacity of it.
6: ...here in New South Wales. Police have released a statement this morning which states Renee was spoken to and told to move on.
1: Ooh. She was spoken to, and we said, uh, you need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> she refused. As is her once we what we thought was once her legal right to do so—to just stand on a road and not commit crimes—that's not you're not allowed to do that anymore. It is now illegal to stand outside and not commit any crime, believe it or not. So we asked her to move on. She didn't. So we are uh, threw in the back of a van and <laughs> ripped her screaming child out of her arms. <laughs> and then we decided to give give the rest of the onlookers a little dose of pepper spray because, as you know. Pepper Spray works wonders when dealing with the coronavirus.
6: She told officers she was exercising after she refused to give officers... <laughs> she was
1: exercising. I'm just exercising. I'm just wandering around in a circle with the other protesters exercising.
6: <laughs> her details and would not comply with their direction to move on. Police arrested her. However, she resisted and a struggle ensued. <laughs>
1: How dare she resist just do exactly what we tell you and there will be no problem here's the cop that lady was approached by police asked to provide some particulars so a very simple pro see <laughs> the level of coaching the level of line to line propagandizing now if if you if you know this stuff, If you have like any background in writing or anything like that, this stuff smacks you in the face. For most people, um, it just kind of settles in their subconscious and it just becomes part of their vernacular over a period of time. So we asked her for some particulars. Notice he doesn't say details. Because if you're asking for somebody's details, that conjures up imagery of something invasive taking place, right? Right. That you're demanding to know my name, you're demanding to know my address, you're demanding to know who I am. Why? I haven't broken any laws. That's not fair. So no, we don't ask for details now. Now we ask for particulars. What the fuck is a particular? A particular what? What, do you want to know her cup size? (laughs) Do you want to know what perfume she uses? Do you want to know her her favourite cafe in the city? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? A particular... Well, we asked her for some particulars. Particulars? <laughs> that is how you propag- propagandize the audience from minute to minute, sentence to sentence. And it's just substituting one word in, but it's enough. Because they're minimizing what took place, right? They're saying it wasn't that serious. We weren't doing any inv- anything invasive. It's not like we were threatening an innocent person with arrest and demanding to know their details so we could prosecute them further after the event. No, no, no. We just asked her for some particulars. It was like a chat. It's like a quiet chat with friends over a cup of coffee.
7: process could then take place, uh, and for whatever reason, she chose to become quite hysterical.
1: <laughs> whatever, for whatever reason. Could it possibly be the four police that were trying to pin her to the ground and throw cuffs on her? Could that be a reason that she became hysterical? I don't know. <laughs> For whatever reason, she became quite hysterical. All we did was ask her for some particulars. Was
7: uh, removed to the police station. The child was taken off her. Uh, and at the police station again, for, for whatever reason, she then chose to provide some particulars. And
1: particulars again. Again with the particulars. Was released from the police station soon after. Now, protest <laughs> Daryl Levin in the chat says, I don't think you understand, Boogie. It was a cool thing in Germany in the 1930s.
6: Return to I suspect be- it was. South Wales Parliament House today. Some angry at the tree.
1: Exercising against police state. <laughs> 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 I'm just out here getting some exercise, bro. <clears throat> There's that Australian tradition of smart arsery that I know and love. That's more like it. Don't worry about the 5G cell towers when you're out there protesting. Just say that you're out there jogging in a very small circle with 200 other people.
6: (laughs) Treatment of Renee yesterday. Police arrived shortly after
1: and the crowd quickly dispersed. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the gifted sub, Desert Cat. So you can see already the chilling effect that's taken place, right? Get this woman, make an example out of her. Drag her to the ground, cuff her, rip the kid out of her arms, and now all of a sudden the protesters, when the police show up, ah, they don't stick around. Mission accomplished, sir. <sighs> Job done. Huh? How about that?
6: Alter Critty has now been fined thousand dollars. And
1: finer a thousand bucks on top.
6: But don't don't panic, guys. And the deputy commissioner of New South Wales Police has said that he will
1: review the arrest vision. Oh, good. <laughs> He's going to review the review the footage. He's monitoring it. We're keeping an eye on it. All we did was ask her for some particulars. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. So, yes, I do think it's wrong to uh, take your kid to an anti-government protest rally in this climate right now in particular. Ask him, Speaking of particulars. But I also think uh, people shouldn't have to protest lockdown laws because they shouldn't even be in place in the first place. So make of that what you will. Um, I did want to show you this, and again, a tip of the hat to Revenge of the Sis, because this is where I saw it. Saw this on Revenge of the Sis. They played this earlier. I'm not going to spend too much time on it, because they did a really good job breaking it down. But I wanted to show it on my show, just for the people who don't watch Revenge of the Sis, because maybe you didn't see it. Uh, But follow Revenge of the Sis, by the way. dlifetv slash ROTC. I think that's it. No. Uh DLive.tv slash revenge of the sis. UK Neil the Diamond says, Where's them heroes at? Oh, don't worry. We've got some more heroes here. Here's another hero. So this is in the fine country of Canada. I need a hero. I'm holding up for a hero till the end of the night. He's gotta be strong and he's gotta be fast and he's gotta drag me out of my own house in handcuffs. Huh? Yeah. So, <clears throat> in Canada, the police show up. Apparently, this guy was asking the police uh, another day. They're doing door-to-door knocks. They're doing door-knocking now. They're going door-to-door, checking up on people to make sure that they're observing the social distancing laws. Remember the footage we played of the guy getting his door kicked in in the UK? We're just coming in here to check what's going on. We just need to make sure that you're not breaking any of the uh, social distancing guidelines, sir. Don't fucking complain. <laughs> right? Right? To which I think he replied, uh, if I'm not mistaken, something along the lines of "Get the fuck out of here, you dickhead," which was entirely appropriate. So, previously, some police showed up at this guy's door. They asked him questions. Apparently, they weren't happy with the questions that he with the answers he provided. So they've now sent Constable care to his house to uh, escort him voluntarily to hospital. Have a look. Have a look at this. This footage, like I said, when I was watching it earlier on ROTC, made me physically ill. Because even... I I still get shocked, right? Even though we talk about this stuff a lot on this show, and even though we've preempted a lot of this overhanded... uh, uh, Pardon me. Even though we preempted a lot of this overreach and this heavy-handed policing months ago, we said that this shit was going to happen. That's one... Saying that it's going to happen is one thing, but when you actually see it happening... I still get shocked by it. I still go, oh, God. You know what I mean? You never lose that feeling. If, you, if you're if you somebody that puts individual rights and individual freedom and individual liberty at the top of the list of fucking priorities in Western society, then even if you know that this is happening, even if you said that it was going to happen, when you actually see it happen, you'll still get sick. Have a look at this. Not the
2: sick. Government. government.
7: The government. Okay, yes, the government. But as you know, what I can say from one person to another a human how you said yesterday from one human to another it's oh, a wait, word. wait, wait wait
2: wait you're saying you're human yeah tell you, me one you just tell me one thing you was a human
1: <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> oh wait you're saying you are human <laughs> so he's giving them a little bit of lip but you'll find out why in a moment you'll find out why he's being a bit of a smart ass to this guy no
2: all oh, animals please. please. I keep doing I let you know you're you're, you're, No, you're not you human. Ask question, answer you're not human. Okay. So, as a result... A the...
1: You're not you're human.
2: You're human. I'm saying you're not human. Mm-hmm. You have to become human. Okay. So okay. No problem. See? That's how no you problem. identified yourself. No folks. problem. You serve so, sure, so, corrupted government. You're part s- of that big system. Okay. You come in here like this. <clears throat> Are
1: we? Are we so dangerous? Here? <laughs> Iceman in the chat. Come on, the dog wants to play. <laughs> are you going to ignore my dog, sir, officer?
7: Look at us. I hope not. I hope. I hope oh. everything goes smoothly. What? Oh. I don't know you. My job.
1: That's a threat. That's a that's a cop way of doing a threat. Well, I don't know. I hope it goes smoothly. I hope that you'll come voluntarily and without resisting. That's how cops do threats. What are you doing here? Well, I'm here to escort you away. Ah, uh, really? What the fuck is going on here? Well, come on. Come on, sir. We can do this the easy way, <laughs> or we can do this the real easy way. You know what I mean? It's that kind of standover tactic.
7: I have to make sure that I protect myself and protect everyone that I'm dealing
1: with. He's protect- He's protecting this guy. <laughs> said it before on this show and I'll say it again. For the good cops, the bad cops, it doesn't matter. People fundamentally misunderstand why police exist. Police do not exist to protect you from things. They don't exist to protect you from criminals. That's not why police were invented as an idea. The evidence is in the term itself. Police. They are policing you. The police exist to keep you in a a framework of what they would deem to be acceptable society behaviours. They're not there to protect you from stuff. The police exist to protect the government from you. Because in a society breakdown situation, they're not going to be cruising up and down your street looking for criminals. They're going to be guarding the governor's mansion. They'll be guarding the bank. They'll be guarding the the big supermarket chain. They'll be guarding the governor's mansion. They'll be guarding the important people. They'll be protecting them from you. When you go hungry, when you start rioting, when you start protesting, they will police you, not the other ones. So that's why they exist. Now you can say, "Oh, police! You know, protected me from a criminal. Police uh, stopped a robbery. That's all well and good, and that's fine, and that's that's good." We, you know, I'm obviously not saying we don't need them, but just understand why they exist in the first place. Is if you if, if you're getting that wrong, then every other thing that goes from there will be wrong. Now tell me that this is protecting this guy here. Tell me that they're in his house. Dragging him away against his will, he has broken no law. I want you to tell me that this is for his protection, right?
2: Yesterday, That's the purpose. Wait a second, wait a second. Yesterday, a bunch of your colleagues came mm-hmm. and they're also nice.
1: Not- <laughs> that, that Alsatian there, it looks like some kind of cross, but um, at first I thought it was the police dog, I thought this was a canine, but it's not, it's the guy's dog. And when I realized that it was the guy's dog, then I almost wish he had have trained into it a a go word. (laughs) A friend of mine had, he's dead now, but at one stage he had five Staffordshire Terriers and we were both history buffs. So we would uh, sit in his kitchen, drinking coffee, smoking joints, right? Um, You know, just watching the news, talking about politics, talking about history. And we started talking about World War Two, and I went to mention Adolf Hitler in some context. I can't remember what context, and he cut me off and he said, "No, no, no shh, don't say." <laughs> and I'm like, "Why?" And he said, "It's it's a go word. I've trained them. So if somebody mentions if if somebody mentions Hitler, all five dogs will attack the stranger in the room." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "You're a fuck." I said, "You're a madman." And he's like, yeah, but who's gonna mention Hitler when they come over? <laughs> hey, so I was just watching this movie the other day about Hitler. The dogs will attack you. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Follow Q. Thank you for the gifted sub. So it was at a moment like this, like I was I was praying, even though it didn't come true. I was praying that the owner had trained a go-word into this dog, you know, something like, okay. Alright, sure officer. I'll come down to the hospital against my will. But this reminds me a lot about Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Latch onto the guy's nuts. Didn't happen though, unfortunately.
2: Like all my
1: <laughs> Five for a high with the diamond, Hitler.
2: Thanks, like thanks.
7: Yeah, you yep. you know, and my like, boss is here as well. Just so you know, he was. Open, open why why is it
1: shitty? My boss is here as well. My boss is here as well. Don't you know? So I'm just letting you know that my boss is here and he approves of everything that I'm saying. So if you want to talk to my supervisor, then like he's right outside. He's making sure that I'm dragging you out of your house right now. Okay.
2: Why, why this why this? You are guns. Yeah, this is. Yeah. This
7: is my uniform. This is what they gave
2: me to wear every day. Yesterday they told us, oh, we're going to check on you again. Yep. So I'm like, come, come,
1: come. Yeah. Yesterday they told me that they were going to check on me again, and they showed up with guns. <laughs> Protect and serve, right? Come, so like, that, this. come
2: yep. at least like this. Come we'll like this, like this, like her.
1: Yeah. What she, she's anything. not a police officer. You know, I'm a mental health worker
2: of St. Joseph's
1: Here we go. We are part of a specialized Here we a go. Else? I am a mental health officer. Remember last week when we were talking about that this is a bureaucrat's wet dream? Do you remember that specific conversation on this show? That once you let bureaucrats come in and wh- write fucking laws about how people should act, how they should stand, where they could go, never go up to a public servant, never go up to a bureaucrat and say, hey, can you write a whole bunch of rules for us? because they will go hog wild. They will be as happy as a dog with 10 dicks to lick, given that purview. So the health, the, the medical, the health representative of the government, which is what she is, effectively, she can say she's a mental health worker, she's a, she's a government worker, and she is there on behalf of the government to inform this man why he needs his rights of freedom taken away. And she has the police there as muscle to make sure that he does it. <laughs> it is it is literally a doctor from the government saying, we need to, against your will, assess you for psychological reasons. And if you refuse, well, that's probably going to go on your record because only an insane person would resist this kind of very placid, uh, very you know, welcoming tone from the police, right? Only an, an insane person would talk about their individual rights when they're being dragged out of their own home after breaking no law. Clearly, you have a problem with authority, don't you, sir? <laughs> Clearly, you have some kind of problem with authority. You don't take direction very well. You have a lot of disrespect for law enforcement. Sounds like a psychopath to me. mm No, no, no. mm m mm <laughs> Daryl Levin says she's from the Ministry of Health. Yeah, that's right. A government employee. A what?
2: That's why Come on this. This normal clothes. No, wait, what is this? My system. boss
7: tells me this is what I have to wear, so this is what I wear. This is what they've given us, right?
1: I'm just doing my job. That's
7: why it's called a uniform, so we all have the same what one on so we can it? be identified. What did you
1: call- that's what... See, <sighs> the smart assery... Again, I'll say it again, shit like this, if you're a law enforcement guy, if you're a cop, your brothers and sisters in the force, in the biz, in the business, like cops would say, shit like this is going to hurt all of you because the reputation, the the level of respect is diminishing by the minute thanks to shit like this. Did you hear the smart-ass way that he was talking about? Yeah, that's why they call it a uniform because we all have to wear it. Thank, thank you, Officer Fuckface. I know what a uniform is. I'm more concerned with why you are in my home with a gun threatening me to take me away. That's that's the real concern here. But I'm very proud of you for having a nice fucking bulletproof vest and the gun belt on. Fucking congratulate. You can dress yourself. Well done. My fucking hero. Yeah, well, that's why they call it a uniform. Thank you. Thank you, Constable Encyclopedia Britannica. Thank you, Constable Dick Shunnery. Andrew Jackson, first mistake was opening the door. The second mistake was allowing them in. But they're, they're not vampires. <laughs> if See, <laughs> I, I know what he's saying, don't open the door. But if they're willing, if they can go to this level, then they can kick your door down. We've already seen them kicking people's doors down, right? So they have an order there from the government to take this guy away and take him to hospital for psychiatric assessment. They're not going to fall for the, oh, well, he's not opening the door. I guess we better go home now. You know what I mean? But I do, I agree with your sentiment. But in this particular instance, I don't think it's going to make any difference.
2: Come
7: 8 o'clock. It's our
1: time to go to sleep, actually. My apologies. My apologies for coming at a time that's not convenient for you. Just poking, poking, poking. Oh, well, my apologies for coming at a time that's not convenient for you. And all the while, the respect just drops lower and lower and lower and lower and lower.
2: Why did you come?
7: I I was going to let you know you you had you had some questions for me, and now the reason why I'm telling you why we were here. My colleagues came out yesterday. They submitted a report based on your interactions. We have some concerns for your well-being and your safety. Okay. Thank you. So we're nice of you. So nice
2: of
1: <laughs> We have concerns for your well-being and your safety. Well, thank you for making my house so much safer by bringing in your fucking firearms and your bulletproof vest and your capsicum spray. <laughs> we have some concerns for your safety. Yes. You. It's so
2: hypocritical, actually. When we are approaching government, we, we, yeah, we, su- we send them all our demands. We mm-hmm. don't need to. You know, they were ignoring, ignoring, ignoring for three years. Ignoring, okay. Threatening us with, uh, you know.
8: This is the government?
2: Yes, city. Okay. And uh, provincial, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but you say.
1: His accent makes it a little tougher. But. If you, if you can hear what he said, he said, Look, basically, he's saying, Look, we've had, like, we've been trying to get the government's attention for like three years for something else, and you just ignore us. Ignore, 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 ignore. Three years. And he's like, Oh, the government? He's like, Yeah, the city, the provincial government, they've, they've got some issue, right? Some gripe with the government that they've been trying to get somebody to pay attention to them for three years, this guy's saying. Nothing. Based on the suspicion of one of the other officers. You can get two of them and a mental health worker to show up with a piece of paper and put him in cuffs and drag him away like within 24 hours. Isn't that funny? Isn't that the darndest thing? It's like after the Christchurch shooting in New Zealand, do you remember we covered that? We did a whole bunch of podcasts like over about a three-week period the Christchurch shooting which was live streamed on Facebook live to a grand total of 6 people 6 people watched that live on the back of that the government of the UK and of Australia and New Zealand were able to push laws through within 3 days that completely changed uh culpability for things that are uploaded to the internet so after that happened the The governments in the UK, Australia and New Zealand passed a law that said if a platform allows, quote unquote, harmful content to be live streamed, then the CEOs and the executives of that platform can be thrown in prison. And all the while people were saying like myself on this show were saying things like, well, it's really the responsibility of the person who uploaded it. But what they're doing here is a backdoor way of censoring the Internet because who decides what is quote unquote harmful so that's a big that's a big problem in of itself what what is determined what determines harmful content right but then you have to go one step beyond that and say well why would then these various platforms just allow anybody to stream if they can't guarantee what the streamer is going to stream why not just ban it all then So if you want a world where only CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, and other corporate media outlets are the only ones allowed to live stream on the internet, then you should absolutely support that law, because eventually that's what the excuse will be. These are our trusted, authoritative sources. Boogie Bumper over here, or... You know, Joe Bloggs or Honeybee or whoever whoever is trying to stream. We don't know this guy. We don't know what he's going to put up on his show. We don't know if he's going to play the right thing or not. So we should just ban it because I don't want to go to prison if he does harmful content. It's, it's not a slippery slope if that's what they're doing.
2: you about our safety. Mm-hmm. We're actually in a much, much better position than you. Okay. Because you guys are there. Okay. More in trouble. Okay. You're more in trouble. Your soul, You're so gonna, your soul. But i like by, to clarify. By doing this uh, pledge of allegiance, you annihilate your conscience. So, mm-hmm. whether it's moral or not, you pledged to do the what government or somebody else mm-hmm. going tell you. Something.
1: And people like to use the uh, "they're just doing their job" line. Okay, if you want to do that, oh, they're just doing their job. They're just following orders, right? They're just following orders. That's fine. You can do that. Just be aware that the United States government is actually the one that legally uh, turned that into a non-argument in a legal setting. You know when? After World War II. So they got all the captured uh, guards at the prison camps. They got captured Nazi generals and stuff, and they started putting them on trial. And the guards at the prison camps and whatnot... If there was some kind of atrocity, if they were shooting people, like shooting prisoners of war, burying them in mass graves, all that kind of shit, the guards would say, well, we didn't have a choice. We were following orders. It was the United States government and the UK government and the other governments that set in stone that that is not a reasonable excuse. So if you find yourself saying, oh, they're just following orders, you have to understand that you are now literally just repeating what the Nazis said, (laughs) unironically. And you have to understand that your own government does not um, recognize that as a legal defense. So. If you like, I, I'm, a, I'm a pro-government guy, I'm a patriot, I support my team and I support the boys in blue. And hey, I don't agree with this, but they're just following orders. You're, you're, just, you're just saying the exact same thing a Nazi bureaucrat would have said in 1946 when they're in, Nurem, in the Nuremberg trials. <laughs> And you don't even know it. So just consider that.
2: Because swear so that you sold to... your soul. And that's... So that puts you in actually. Very... So I'm
7: not here to get into that debate?
0: Uh, I'm I... here to get into that debate.
7: Okay, that's, I'm not here to get into that debate. You. What I'm here, here to let you know is that based on the concerns that were put forward yesterday with mm-hmm. your report, mm-hmm. we have contacted a judge, and the judge has issued what's called a Form 2. What that is to do, and this is, it directs me being a police officer that I'm to take both of you to St. Joseph's hospital right now for an examination.
1: (laughs) They will compel you. They will force you to get tested. They will force you to go to the hospital and have that thing shoved down your throat against your will. And remember, we did this story. When it was happening, when this law got passed in the UK three weeks ago, maybe a month ago. We said that this was coming, that this was going to happen, that people were going to start being, the police would start going into houses and dragging people out, forcing them to go through with testing. Oh, there's that crazy boogie again. There's that crazy conspiracy theory guy, that pessimist, he doesn't get it. He doesn't get how positive and rosy and and wonderful everything is going. Ah, oh, okay. Well, here we are again.
7: No way. No way. Unfortunately, I don't have that. We don't have that no,
1: discretion. Not right. See, we don't. I'm just following orders. Sorry, sorry, sir. I'm just following orders. And I love again the little manipulation, right? This this order, this order is for me. It's not for you, but it's ordering me to take you away. <laughs> so I can't do anything. This is a court order. I'm the victim of this court order here. Sorry, sir. This piece of paper here says I have no choice. I have to drag you out of your house. So don't blame me. Blame the blame the piece of paper. It's not my fault. You have no right to do that.
2: You have no right.
7: No. That's what this is for. That's I can let you how know. That's what I'm trying right to say. You. It's a form for the Ministry of Health that's been that's been backed by a provincial judge. We don't care. Okay. That, that's neither here nor there if you care or not. This is my authorities and this is what I have.
0: It's you will respect my authority. You will respect my authority. So I
7: hope, I beg of you to come cooperatively. No.
1: I beg of you to come cooperatively. Otherwise I'm going to have to hit you in the face with a baton.
7: So you're not going to come cooperatively. No, I don't so know. What it, You're not authority. Okay. Our God is authority. You cannot do this. That I respect that for you. Unfortunately
1: Well, if you respect it, get the fuck out. <laughs> Don't say shit like that. Don't say you respect what he's saying. Iceman in the chat, this is really troubling. I know, like, the, this is my second run through. So I'm a little better prepared than I was the first time. But the first time, I couldn't even, like, I'm normally pretty busy in a chat room. You know, I'm probably, I'm replying, I'm making dumb comments and stuff, shit posting a little bit. I'm a pretty busy chatter in a chat room. I couldn't even write anything when I was watching this. I was just like sitting back in my chair with my arms behind my head like this. Jesus. You know what I mean? It's fucking next level. This is in Canada.
7: My standpoint and my position is that I'm paid to enforce this. Okay? This is my job. This is my job. This is my role. I have an obligation. I took took an oath to serve and protect.
1: I took an oath to serve and protect. God damn it. Good, good comment in the chat from Northwester. Thank you for joining us. I thought he was acting on another's authority. (laughs) Quiet. Indeed. Touche, sir. And just to let you
7: know, I'm here to protect you.
1: Just to let you know, I'm here to protect you. I'm here to protect you. While they're dragging him out of his own home. Let's go to the uh, the fun part here. Here's the uh, health worker justifying... Here's the health working bootlicker uh, justifying the standover tactics from men with guns.
2: This form got just <coughs> a mental health worker, okay? I'm not a police
1: officer. I'm not a police Excuse officer. Me. I'm your friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one of the. I'm just letting you know I'm not one of them. I'm not one of these police officers. They're the ones who are going to tackle you to the ground and throw the cuffs on you. I'm the good guy. I'm just the one that brings them the piece of paper that says that the government has a right to drag you out of your home and basically, essentially place you under un- under arrest despite the fact that you've broken no law. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the good guy here. ...voluntary examination of
7: hospital. What this means is it's not in the police discretion any longer or...
4: As a mental health worker,
2: this form is valid, signed off
1: by a justice of the peace. They cannot walk away. It's involuntary. They cannot walk away. It's involuntary. Um, ben K. Veritas, there's so much to cover this week. I'm going to take a break in a minute and come back. And we'll do some more and we'll do some fun stuff. Um, and I've got one more clip before the break. It's such a jam-packed week of stuff that I've got here. Similar veins, because we've been we've been getting to this point for a while now. And I, I feel like the overreach from the police has been the discussion that's been bubbling under the surface that hasn't really gotten the attention that it should have. Like, if, if I had my way, this would have been the discussion three months ago instead of things like, oh, the flu kills more people, all of that stuff. <clears throat> this was always my concern, that this would happen. Captain Henschen with the diamond, thank you so much, sir. Th- this was always the angle that we were taking on this program. That it was going to be the reaction to coronavirus was going to be the real problem here. Whether you think coronavirus is real or not is completely irrelevant to the way that governments and people in authority will react to it. So that's what we've been focusing on. And, and again, even though I've even though I've seen this already, and we knew that this would happen, it's it's still it, it's it's like getting punched in the guts watching this video. I don't know any I don't know people how they can support this. you know and I've got friends that are very well-meaning nice lovely people who complete uh, are on the complete opposite side of this debate to what I am. And look I've I've had my freedom taken away. It's not a nice feeling. and if you if you've been in that situation then you know it's it's quite logical to you why. Uh, individual freedom and not having it taken away under false pretenses is at the top of your fucking list of priorities. I can only suspect that people who don't respect that have never been in that situation, who have just always just, I don't know, like just meandered with this false sense of freedom, this false sense of like, oh, everything's fine, everything's good. That's why I tweeted out earlier. um, You know, if you say something like, I'm all for freedom, but these are difficult times. Like, You're missing the point. It's more important to defend freedom in difficult times. A- anybody can defend freedom when it's easy. Like when everything's going well and everything's fine and, and it's sunny and there's fucking rainbows and people skipping around in the street all happy and shit, that's the easy part, time to, to defend freedom. But freedom needs a a strong defense. It needs vigilance all the time. (laughs) If you don't have a a vigilant attitude toward defending individual freedoms and civil liberties, then you get the situation we have now, where half of the Earth's population is essentially in fucking under house arrest and people are being dragged off the streets. And yet, that's the black pill. That's the black pill that we've been talking about on this show for so long. And yeah, it fucking, yeah, I get angry about this stuff. I'm going to pretend. But this is the black pill when you realize like 70% of the people around you actually agree with this shit. It's like once you accept that, it's like, well, why am I even fucking bothering? Why even bother with this? I don't know. Movie time blues. Uh, says books people understand that to defend freedom you have to do the work people find it too hard to do the work I don't know but that's the thing I don't know if a lot of people want to defend freedom I don't think they do I think most people are happy just to trade their freedoms in for somebody who's offering them protection and another thing I'm sorry to keep harking back to this but another thing that was said on you know to me I've spoken about this on this show a couple of years ago I was having this argument with somebody who's who's you know, high up in what they do. And I said, eventually, people are going to get sick of this. Like, word for word, I said, eventually, people are going to get sick of this. Uh, it's not going to happen. I was the person that was saying it'll never happen here. That was me. That's why I make such a big deal about it. That's why I joke about it on this show, because I know a lot of you guys were the same. So... You know, I said, this is not going to happen. People are going to get upset. Uh, they're not going to accept this as the reality. And the person just flat out said to me, no, they will. They will. Cool as a fucking cucumber. They will. He said, they will, they will build their own prisons and then lock themselves in it because somebody has promised that it will keep them safe. And, you know, to, to this day, you've got people locking themselves in their own homes. While businesses go broke, people get kicked out of their home. People are like this situation here, the police are coming into people's homes and dragging them out for mandatory hospital fucking visits against their will. They've broken no law. They've committed no crime. And 70, 80% of the people sit around and say, what a great fucking idea it is. Because it's keeping them safe. Well, we've got to keep people safe. That's the main thing. It's just allowed to go through. It's just allowed to go on. Again with this. I don't know. Man, I can't. I don't know how much more of this shit I can take. The way people propagandize themselves is it makes me physically sick. Again, if you've got any kind, I have a very, very, very limited background in writing stuff. Very limited, but I know enough about the uh, the process of language, right? The the formula of how language works, to know that what she's doing here is propagandizing herself. She's telling her, she's brainwashing herself as she speaks. So while she's there with, imagine this. While she's there with an order saying, we will take this person forcibly against their will out of their own home and to the hospital. She has the paper. She's holding the paper in her hand. While she has two cops acting as muscle with guns standing behind her saying that, well, you know, you want to do this the easy way, don't you, sir? She says this. Listen to this. We are asking for cooperation. No, 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 that's a lie. That's not asking for cooperation. See, if somebody asks me to cooperate in something, I have the choice to say no. That's what asking is. You're not asking for cooperation. You're demanding compliance. English is a fine language. Stop raping it. Stop reinventing it. We actually have words in English that describe the things that are happening. <laughs> we don't have to manipulate ourselves into inventing new definitions for the words that are already there. If you're being honest with this guy, you have to say to him, we are enforcing this order. Okay, I'm not asking for compliance. I'm, de- I'm not asking for cooperation. I'm demanding compliance. You have no options, sir. If I was doing that job, I wouldn't I wouldn't fucking be doing that job, first of all. But just say I'm just doing my job. I wouldn't on top of it lie to the guy. I wouldn't on top of it fucking do PR spin. I would recognize, no, this is not the time for PR. This is not the time for spin. Just give it to the guy straight. Sir, the sooner that you comply with this order, the sooner you can get home. <clears throat> yeah, it's shit. Yeah, it's a shitty order. Yeah, it's probably unjust. Yeah, there's probably nothing wrong with you. But here's the deal. The sooner you get up and come with us, the better. Because if you drag this out, it's only going to get worse for you. Sorry. You never know. He might actually get up and fucking go with you then, even though I disagree with it. But when we keep, like, walking on eggshells and doing this constant self-propagandising and manipulation, oh, what we're doing here is asking for your cooperation. You're not asking shit. You're effectively putting a metaphorical gun in the guy's back and saying come with us or else. So fucking stop with the lies. You're not cooperation. You're going to go down. You're going to be seen
4: at the hospital and you're going to meet with the doctor. That is what that's called.
2: You are very sick. So, Your you're sick. very sick.
1: You're very sick. I love the Asian guy. You're very sick people. You're very sick.
2: <laughs> this this He's is inclusion. This is... We're not... We're we not, we not a threat. A we are not no, threat.
1: In this case. You You are a fascist third? in this case. All right, let's skip ahead here. They go through the spiel. Let's see the moment. He doesn't want to go... This goes on and on and on and on. There's now three cops there. Maybe another one outside as well.
7: This has nothing to do with... Your standpoint, your beliefs, what's going on with your,
1: your, your, um, your your standpoint with kid. the government. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Amberlina. Boogie, I'm a booger and you left me off the drawing list. No, no. I said, um, on the show and then I put out a tweet, you had to respond to the tweet because a lot of boogers didn't want to win the dildo. So I thought, why should we send the dildo to somebody who doesn't want it? So I did put out a tweet. And saying, if you want, if you're a booger and you want to be in the Dildo Draw, then respond to this tweet with your D Live name. I'm sorry if you missed it. I did, I did put that out there, though. So I had to be fair because I couldn't assume that people wanted to be in it. You know what I mean? Did you respond? I I looked at the list. You responded. Okay, I'll tell you what. DM me after the show, and I'll sort something out because that's not fair. That's not right. We'll make it right. We'll make it better. I'm not gonna I can't send you a dildo but maybe I can send you something else as a consolation cuz if you did respond and I I missed it somehow then that's not fair that's not right so we will fix you up cuz I can't have I can't have my boogers getting upset
2: <laughs>
1: I like the response as well shit I must have uh... I'll I'll talk to you after the show about it,
2: it to, do with to move somewhere is already right, force yes we are
0: mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. we are We agree. We are against our will. We don't want to have to physically force you, okay? I don't have to
1: listen to you when you do, sir. We don't want to have to physically force you, but we will.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is going to happen, folks, but it's just a matter of...
1: This is going to happen. This is going to happen, guy. And here he is. Here they are protecting him. Here they are serving the community and keeping him safe. Have a look at this keeping the guy safe huh look at this throw those cuffs on him he's obviously a very dangerous man isn't this cute have a look at this is that okay is that too tight is that too tight tight for you sir we're protecting you here (laughs) We want you to be comfortable. <laughs> Isn't it fantastic?
2: Leave him home. Open the door.
1: Okay. So I think you get the idea. Well, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, It's time once again for everybody's new favorite game show. That's right. (laughs) Because I hear some of you saying out there, Boogs, we have a constitution, we have our guns, it will never happen here. I don't blame you. And that that video in particular, that will be in the show notes. Joanne D with the diamond, thank you so much. I dream of this kind of protection, and so you should, Joanne. And so you should. Protect you from that Chinese toilet paper that you've been wiping your back passage with. Who knows what kind of awful demonic viruses and diseases will be unleashed upon your sphincter because you bought the cheap Chinese toilet paper. I tried to warn you about that, by the way. But I'm glad you're still alive. So... (laughs) I've said it, you've said it, we've all said it. It'll never happen here. I forget who shared with me the next video I'm about to show you, but it seems appropriate that we should do this.
6: It's been a while.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, live from the D Live Studios with your host, Boogie Bupper, it's time once again for everybody's new favorite game show. China,
0: come on
1: down! Because you remember we saw the footage of Chinese people being ripped out of their homes and thrown into the medical vans? Remember that? Do you remember we saw that? Remember how we said on this show that we're basically just copying everything China does? So China was the first to do this again, yet again. They're the trendsetters. Canada, come on down! Come on down, Canada. That's right, come on down. Come on down, you crazy Canucks. And California, come on down. You're the next contestant on It'll Never Happen Here. I forget who shared um, this video with me. Ventura County, California Health Department, quote, We'll be moving people from their homes. Let's have a little look-see at what's happening in the place that literally used to be called the Wild West. (laughs) California. Yes. Once upon a time, California was called the Wild West. Well, to be fair to them, they're coming back because shit is getting pretty fucking wild. Let's have a listen to this uh, health department worker Which department was the Canadian lady from when she said we're going to forcibly remove you from your home and take you to the hospital? I think you'll find it was the health department in Canada. But hey, we've got our guns. We've got our constitution. You wouldn't understand, you stupid foreigner. You gave your guns away. (laughs) We've got our guns and our constitution. It'll never happen here.
8: We are beginning a program today which will certainly grow into something larger and larger. And that is a community
1: (sighs) You know. Nothing gets me excited as much as hearing bureaucrats and public servants talking about how they're starting a program and before it's even started, talking about how much bigger that program will be. That puts my mind at ease. (laughs) I I said this to a friend last night too. Again, a very well-meaning, very uh, uh, well-natured, kind-hearted person who just sees this completely the opposite way that I do. Agrees with, like, the social distancing, agrees with the lockdowns and stuff. I said to them, I have far more fear and reservation and concern for government and bureaucratic overreach than I do for two people sitting on a blanket at the beach having a picnic. So, like, I didn't say this next part, but I'm just thinking on it. Who is the real fear monger here? Who is the real fear Because that's something I get a lot of. People call me a fear monger, even though it's time after time after time after time these fucking things keep happening. Pull your head out of your ass. So, like, who's the real fear monger here? Is it the person who um, has skepticism and a level of reservation about bureaucratic and government overreach? Or is it the person who thinks that two people sitting on a blanket at the beach eating a picnic is going to kill millions of people? Like, who who is the real fear monger here? Is it the person who says, no, I don't think that government and police should be arresting people for breaking no law? Are they the fear monger? Or is the fear monger the person that says, if we let anybody outside of their homes, then we're all going to die? So how did I get labelled the fear and that person get labeled the empathetic, sympathetic, um, science-based, rational, reasonable person. I don't know how that switcheroo took place, but it did. Somewhere along the line. But anyway, let's continue with our game show. It'll never happen here. Ventura County, California, ladies and gentlemen. The
8: contact tracing program. We've done contact tracing all along. That a contact is a person who's been exposed to someone that we document to have the COVID infection. Papers, we'd like to see your
1: papers, please. Can we see your papers, please, sir?
8: Who has a COVID infection, those people are immediately isolated. But we also work with them to figure out who their contacts were. Uh, But the purpose of this program is to bring on people. We may bring on up to 50 or even more Mm -hmm. as the program grows and as we see the needs for it, as we do more testing.
1: Because the program will only grow. It's only ever going to grow. Once you give these bureaucratic types this kind of power, it only goes one way. It only ever gets bigger. The population gets bigger. The economy gets bigger the goals and the ambitions of the bureaucrats rise with them. They never get small. You've never, you'll never meet a bureaucrat in your entire life who says that my department is too big and it needs to be cut by 50%. They will never say that. The problem the way that these people think, they think that the problem of more the problem of overgovernance can only be solved by having more governance. Because that's their nature. Just like you don't see generals advocate for not going to war. A general is always going to advocate for more war because that's why generals exist. There are no pacifist generals. You know, a tree lopper is never going to advocate for stopping cutting down trees. That's in his nature. That's the reason he exists. A teacher is never going to advocate for... Um, not teaching children right or not doing teaching that's not why they're there that's not why they exist a policeman is never going to advocate for less policing and government workers bureaucrats in particular the kinds of paper pushers not the not the coal face people not the market facing people but the people who work in offices and have reserved car spots and fuel cards they're always going to advocate for more government because that's their nature that's why they exist
8: we will find more and more people who have covid-19 and again we'll isolate every one of them and we will find every one of their contacts yep. and we will make sure we
1: will listen listen to this
8: like you you really have to it's easy
1: to glaze over this stuff Health directors in counties across the United States, health officials in Australia, health officials in the UK, Canada, New Zealand, every Western country are all making similar sounds to this. Yes, Rusty, we will find you, we will track you down, and we will track down all of your contacts. So we're going to get in touch with everybody you've been in touch with too. Listen to the brazenness of it. The invasion of it. Invading your personal life, invading your personal space to regulate how you interact with other human beings. And again, they're not asking for cooperation. They're enforcing compliance. There's two. It's two totally different things. If you were asking for my cooperation with a health directive, I'd have a choice. When you're enforcing compliance, I have no choice.
8: Or ...that they stay quarantined and we'll check in with them every day. We're going to do a more complete job and we're going to do a more meticulous job. Of We're going to get
1: bigger and better. We're going to get more invasive. We're going to have more surveillance. We're going to have more regulations. We're going to have more people enforcing them. We're going to come up with more rules. This is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. It's The Dark Knight switch says Tesla in the chat. Do you want the Dark Knight? I can give you the Joker. So you see, the problem here is you don't understand. The government doesn't care about you, Batman. They only care about themselves. (laughs) This is not cooperation they're asking for. This is compliance. And you see, you need me, because I remind you about how freedom works. You don't like me. You wish that I wasn't around. But deep down, you know, without me, you'd have no reason to exist. You'd have no reason to enforce the laws. You'd have no reason of being what you are if it wasn't for people like me.
0: So you see, we need each other.
1: (laughs) They're going to come into your homes. They're going to check up on you. They're going to be knocking on the door. They're going to be checking your phone records. Uh, They're going to be, don't forget, they're going to be tracking your location. They're going to be seeing where you were, who you talked to. They're going to be talking to your friends. They're going to be talking to your family members. They're going to be coming to your house and taking you away. And if you don't like it, well, I guess you're just some kind of science denier, conspiracy theorist, fringe lunatic at a protest rally.
8: sure that they stay quarantined and we'll check in with them every day. We're going to do a more complete. Job, and we're going to do a more meticulous job of making it less and less possible for others in the county to run into someone with COVID nineteen infection. <laughs> it's not just our county; there are going to be thousands of, of people hired. Thousands be these contact investigators throughout the state.
1: Thousands of people hired to be contact investigators. Thousands, and just like that, a new government department has been created the coronavirus enforcement task squad your tax dollars at work
8: and this is occurring in many many other states as well perhaps
1: like i I don't want to sound like too much of a fucking hippie here because i'm really not i'm not really a hippie guy like yes to the music um of the hippie era uh yes obviously yes to the sex and the drugs (laughs) like come on please I'm a, I'm a man, after all. But um, <laughs> but outside of that, all of the uh, ridiculous political ideology, I'm not a fan. Never been a fan. And I don't want to sound like too much of a hippie here, but can I just say, like, what if we took, like, 75% of the money we spend on policing our own citizens and spent it on, I don't know, educating them more? providing for them like that i know it's like a hippie socialist kind of angle and i don't necessarily agree with it but i mean if we're gonna spend money on stuff surely we can spend it on something better than i don't know hiring thousands of people to go door to door and drag people out of their own fucking homes right surely we can do better than that i mean (laughs) you know like how how local base do you want to get let's fix potholes Let's take all let's take all of the money that's being spent on coronavirus enforcement task forces around the world and just fix potholes. We could we could we could pave the roads in fucking pure 18 karat gold if we wanted to. <laughs> With all the money we spend on policing ourselves. It's fucking insane.
8: Thousands of people all of the states in our country. All of the states. Um we will be giving intensive training to these people. Here
1: it comes. Identifying it comes. And finding
8: contacts. Some of the people we find are going to have trouble being isolated. For instance, if they live in a home yeah. where there's only one bathroom.
1: Some people might not even like being arrested in their own homes.
8: And there are three or four other people. <laughs> Imagine being one of those crazies. Living there, and those people don't have covid infection we're not going to be able to keep the person in that home every person who we're isolating for instance needs to have uh, their own bathroom
1: there you have it you want to hear it again would you like to hear it again The health experts, ladies and gentlemen, are now writing the rules. The health experts, by the way, who we ignore 90% of the time. I made this point on Friday too when we were talking about the pubs being closed for another four months. I'm sorry. As a health expert, sir, you are out of your fucking jurisdiction here. And I'm not diminishing, like, the knowledge that, um, you know, a doctor would have or a virologist would have. Not in any way, shape or form, but let's be honest about what that knowledge actually means, right? You could be the most brilliant virologist on planet Earth. You could be, let's not even use, let's use a totally other example here. Just say you're a a jazz trumpeter. You are a jazz trumpet player. And you are, without doubt, the best jazz trumpet player on Earth. Do you know what that means? That means that you might know 99.9999999% of 0.0001% of all of the things that make up life. Here's an argument for you that I gave to my friend. Oh, sorry, I'll play the clip one more time, just just for those who missed it the first time.
8: And those people don't have COVID infection. We're not going to be able to keep the person in that home.
1: So you say, again, again, with the fucking propagandizing. Instead of saying, we will remove the people from that home, they say, we're not going to be allowed to keep the people in that home. I'm sorry, it's not your job to keep people in their homes, right? Do you see what I'm getting at here? See how every sentence is a manipulation of reality? And these people don't even know that they're doing it. They're trained to do it. It starts in school. It starts in It starts in fucking before high school. And it carries on into high school and it carries on into university. Again, this is one of the things that I've been talking about on the show for like years, man. I've been trying to like hammer home. Political correctness is not about policing people's speech, it's about policing how people think. Because language and thought are ballroom dancers. Thought leads language around the room. But if you hack off one of their legs, then you can't do the fucking cha-cha anymore, right? If you remove the word to describe the thing, you are effectively, you, you lose the ability to describe the thing. So this kind of media training, PR, spin, manipulation stuff that happens sentence to sentence to sentence by these fuckers, they don't even realize that they're doing it. This is just the way they've been trained to speak. And it drives me nuts. Because I'm somebody that will use the word that that I'm intending to use for a reason. Like if I say something like, the cops, uh, police exist to protect the government from you. They don't protect you from criminals. Uh, They police you, right? And if somebody then says, so what do you mean? Uh, are you saying that we shouldn't have cops it's like no 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 if i if i wanted to say that I, we shouldn't have cops i'll fucking say it the words that i say represent the things that i think <laughs> it doesn't mean something else but now we're in this stage where everything is up for interpretation if you are direct in your language and how you approach other people you're actually you're supposed to be shunned you're not somebody you're you're the problem right if you're too direct that's the whole thing with political correctness. It's eliminating uh, direct communication. It's regulating how people communicate. It's regulating out of existence the ability for people to convey genuine thoughts to each other. Like, and I don't want to sound too like... I'm not trying to be an intellectual or something here, but it's fucking obvious when you hear statements like that. Oh, we're not going... We're not going to be allowed to keep people in their home. It's not you're not their keeper, though. That is that is a lie. That's a manipulation. That's toxic. That's cancerous language. It's horrifying to me. Tell the truth. Say we're going to take you out of the home. No, no, we can't say that. We're trying not to alarm people. We don't want to offend people. We don't want to seem like we're being too aggressive. Okay, let's let's rework that to say, we're not going to be allowed to keep you in that home because we're protecting you, right? From one sentence to the next, to the next, to the next, these people propagandize themselves into oblivion. Where thoughts, your brain may as well be twisted into a pretzel at this point. Political correctness turns people's brains into custard. Be direct, say what you mean. Mean what you say. Use the word that describes the thing that you're thinking. As soon as you stray away from that, uh, you're effectively lying to people's faces.
8: Every person who we're isolating, for instance, needs to have uh, their own bathroom. And so we'll be moving people like this into other kinds of housing.
1: We're going to be tracking you. We're going to be tracking your contacts. We're going to see who you've been talking to. We're going to be checking on your living conditions. We're going to see who you're living with and what the situation is in your own home, on your own property. And if need be, we will take you away from that. Because we now have the authority to decide who you talk to, who you mingle with, who you associate with, who you have under your own fucking roof. We decide, not you. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what happens when you give bureaucrats a blank fucking check. And remember, he he said it himself. We're starting the program, but it's only going to get bigger. This is going to keep growing. It's going to keep growing. We're going to keep finding more reasons to spend more money, to hire more people, to drag more people out of their homes. I don't know. I don't know where this ends. I don't know where this stops. Um, the best that I can come up with now is there's going to be like this kind of soft rollout of the new normal. Again, I've got so much, so much material. I'm going. We're going to go a little overtime tonight, so I hope you're ready for a little bit of extra time here on the daily boogie because there is a couple of other things I wanted to touch on and like at least end on a happy note. Um, because I've gone like fucking two hours now without taking the break, so. I will hit the break and then we'll come back for a little bit of OT. So I, I don't know where this ends. I all All I know is that all of the things that I can see, all of the things that I can observe and the assessments that I can make, whether they're right or wrong, I don't know. But everything at this point looks to me like we're going to be soft rolled into a new set of circumstances, a new normal, like they like to call it. And a whole bunch of rules and regulations that previously didn't exist will just out of nowhere be there. And I'll have to be that annoying guy at the barbecue or at the party or at the pub who says, hey, hey, it shouldn't be this way. We shouldn't be doing this. And people are going to call me a conspiracy theorist and say that I'm way over the top and that I'm thinking too much about it or I'm making too much of it and I'm not... You know, I'm not understanding why it's important to keep people safe. I'm going to have to have all of those conversations again. While the pub that we're standing in uh, has a strict, you know, four person per table policy. Or that you can't stand too close to each other at the buffet. Or when you go up to get your drink, you have to talk to somebody through a, a perspex or glass fucking protective screen. I don't know, whatever. Like I said, uh, we've been running hot, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're nearly two hours in. We haven't taken a break yet. Uh, if you if you want to stick around for a little bit of overtime, have a little fun on the other side of the break, uh, it's going to be a busy week here on this show, so thanks for joining us. Uh, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter, patreon.com slash bumper, become a subscriber, hitting the subscribe button in your preferred podcast player. And, of course, if you'd like to complain about this show going overtime, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. I'll be back in about five minutes, guys. Uh, Get myself a drink, visit the little boys' room, and we'll be right back after this short break. Thanks for joining.
3: So check it out. (laughs) Idiot
8: boogie bumper. Idiot boogie bumper. Idiot boogie
1: bumper. Idiot boogie bumper. Idiot boogie bumper. Idiot boogie bumper. He's really giving that one a workout. Come on. (laughs) DLive slash JJ Stoner, and we love JJ here on the show.
3: It's the JJ Stoner Spring Collection. The perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with the built-in, police-stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now, and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works!
0: I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus <laughs> Christ! What are you fucking Asian Dick crazy <laughs>
5: <laughs> You. Why do you, why do you have to ruin my evening. Like I was just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, you gotta, you just
3: gotta do that. <laughs> you <laughs> so you're not enjoying it? No. <laughs>
6: Dude, Asian oh, come Dick on. I Tracy. Oh, secretly enjoy it. You look no. like you're going to undercover in, in Argentina, but it's now working. I hate you.
3: <laughs> I hate you. Oh, hate come on, you
5: secretly kind of love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so... Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye.
0: Feeling depressed? Need someone to tell you it's not okay? Do you like Goth Public Access TV? Then join me for the big empty every Sunday at noon. Major underscore Tom on DLive with zeros for O's because everything in your life is that difficult.
3: When we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We would never thought that 30 years later It'd still be cool Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot tucked away on delight Enjoy the joy of Pessy, enjoy the joy of Pessy, enjoy the joy of Pessy. This Justin, The global officials that can help all, also known as gotchu, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms. Police have reported. All right, all right. Sometimes this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake your all
0: around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie Come on, everybody, boogie you tonight. No one's going to tell me how I'm going to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie boogie tonight. No one's going to tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie boogie tonight.
1: Coming back. Overtime. Thanks for sticking around, ladies and gentlemen. Normally I'd say it's the second half of the show, but I don't think it's going to be a half. I don't think I can go another two hours. <laughs> I do have... I do have at least the two, maybe three more shows to do this week, so I kind of got to space it out a little bit. Thank you for joining us. This is the problem. This is this is why I always um, get caught like ar- with an archive that's just full and full and full and full of material that I want to do on the show because I have this plan, right? <laughs> I, I I don't plan the show out, but I do like get a bunch of links together. And I think, okay, on this show, I'm going to try and do this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. And like these two videos and this article or whatever it is. And I get, I'm such a windbag. I get into like two or three items and I look at the clock. and It's like, oh, it's an hour and a half gone already. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? So I have to put the rest back into the archive again. And I'm like, oh, I'll get that, to, get to that tomorrow. And then something else happens. And I don't get to it tomorrow. But anyway never run out of stuff that way either way uh thank you for joining us you're on the daily boogie podcast for a monday night ladies and gentlemen wanted to do a little bit of overtime with you because i you know that first couple of hours was pretty full on uh thank you for listening by the way and thank you for sharing the show out thank you to everyone for contributing on d live if you did miss the first couple of hours then i suggest you go back and watch it because uh like i said pff, uh that footage especially the canadian stuff and again uh, tip of the hat, shout out to Revenge of the Sis, DLive.tv slash Revenge of the CS for for playing that because I I I hadn't seen it I wasn't aware of it, and I was just it really smacked me in the face that one that one was tough that was tough that was tough to watch, and you know like I said I'm not somebody that gets easily offended by things, and I, maybe I was maybe offended isn't the right word. I'm not somebody that's easily taken aback. Holy
8: shit! It on.
1: Winning TV, dropping a guinea in our lap. Well, that'll perk me up. <laughs> he says, more depression. I am a booger sadist now. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, I don't know. If it's it's not depression, right? It's emptiness. It's emptiness. When I see that, it doesn't make me depressed, but it's just, it's it sucks the life out of me. That video with the Canadian guy getting escorted out of his own home by the fucking police, ordered to go to the hospital by the government. It's just uh, committing no crime, doing nothing wrong in his own fucking home. And just knowing that it's going to ramp up. It's going to get bigger. It's going, it will happen here. Knowing that. It's not, it doesn't depress me. I don't I don't get sad. I don't cry, but um, it's, it's just like all of the oxygen gets sucked out of you and all of the enthusiasm and you're just like a shell. That's the way I felt anyway. Plus the big punch in the guts. But yes, whimsy incoming. All right. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. You're on the Daily Boogie. A couple of things here just to round off the week. Oh, no, not you again. Oh, why now not you again? Keeping on the same theme, ladies and gentlemen, but not as severe as breaking into people's homes. How about this? If you're not a fan of the police kicking your door down with a government health employee saying that you need to be escorted against against your will to the local hospital for mandatory testing of which you have no part in whether you do it or not. Uh, If you're not a fan of that, how about we meet in the middle somewhere? How about we compromise? Would you settle for enforcement of social distancing in restrooms? Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. (laughs) Winning TV with a gifted gifted sub. Thank you so much. Will you settle for that? Because, look... You're probably some kind of whacked out conspiracy theorist that wants old people to die and you don't understand the importance of social distancing and lockdown and quarantining and you probably don't respect our police officers enough to do whatever they say when they kick your door down. So will you settle for a little bit of governance in the toilet? (laughs) Ben K. Veritas with The Diamond says, doesn't make it hurt less when you know it's coming. Probably a fair point too. In regulations of toilets, ladies and gentlemen. Remember the big discussion that we were all having a few years ago about arguing over which hole people should piss in in a toilet? I always thought that that was like static. That was like white noise. I never really cared about the, um, you know, who can use what toilet debate in so much. like I, I touched on it and we did content about it a little bit, but it was more amusing to me than it was like a source of rage, like it was for some people. Um, But, you know, that's fine, understandably so. But that to me was always like, here we are arguing over which hole people should piss in when um, our freedoms are being pissed away up against a wall while it's happening, you know what I mean? It's always more of a distraction. But if you give bureaucrats, if you give public servants, if you give people in the health department carte blanche to just come up with new rules and regulations, then they will regulate those toilets. Have a look at this.
3: There has been a huge impact on retail stores by the coronavirus shutdown. Malls across the country have been closed, but today some are beginning to open. Oh, good. Things will be very different, oh, both for they? customers and staff oh. who work there. Oh, okay. Reporter Paul Boyd has a look at how things will be changed. We- <sighs> Thank you.
1: Do you ever get the feeling that you're just a passenger here? See what we've been talking about? This was, this was like a, a subtext to all of the shows that we did last week. They're not saying that the new... They, they keep reiterating the new normal, the new normal. It's going to be different. It's never going to be the same again. Stop thinking that it's going to be the same. Everything's going to change. They're just inventing a new reality for us. And we have no say. There's no debate. There's no discussion, right? This this is the way it's going to be from now on, and the black pill is seventy percent of people are saying okay, okay. I mean, if you think it's for the best, well, I guess we I best guess we better do it. I mean, I want to keep people safe, right? Henry Saint George Tucker Bumper PLTCS. <laughs> you keep changing this fucking name, Eaton. <laughs> Here's how it will be changed for you: animals, peasants. I prefer peasants, sir. I am not an animal. I am a sheep, human, sheep, sheep, man, baby.
0: We are always going to be wearing masks and gloves at all times. This was the scene today at the Oviedo Mall outside Orlando as non-essential Orlando prepared to welcome back shop. Orlando, Florida. For the first time in six weeks, starting Monday, hand sanitizer stations have been installed at every entrance and workers are removing soft furniture which can't be easily wiped down.
1: <laughs> who, who decided that the soft furniture needs to go <laughs> what we can't get the dry clean we can't give the dry cleaners something to do huh surely like the, the lounge cleaning guys there are people who run businesses the clean lounges they go around and clean lounges. There are forensics guys who are now out of work because nobody's on the street killing each other for some reason. Surely we can give them a little bit of payola. Surely we can give them a little slice off the top, a little bit of work, huh, for the boys? Jobs for the boys? <laughs> now everyone has to stand. <laughs> it's rusty in the chat. The goof might get on it. This is incredible look at the lengths people are going to we've got to remove the furniture now <sighs> we're
0: going to follow all cdc guidelines i spoke to general manager He's so Kevin brave liked. do you feel like people are even ready to come back to malls what are you hearing in the community
7: i think they are ready to come back i can speak for my household we're dying to get out of there we want to remain
0: safe and we want-
1: you're out of there right now
0: we want to be careful But I think many people want to come back out, especially to the restaurants. The food court seating capacity has been reduced by 75%. (laughs) 75% reduction in
1: the food court. We spoke about this last week when we did the pubs thing in Australia. All, All you're doing is making people go broke slower. Slightly. In fact... Uh, a lot of these businesses, right? If if they are only allowed to operate at twenty five percent capacity, so here's here's the rub, right? Here's the fucking little trick that's being played. The government comes out and says, okay, if you run a restaurant, you can you can open, but you can only run it at twenty five percent capacity. But they're probably going to lose more money doing that because you've got to pay people to work, right? You've got to to pay all the people to be in there earning a wage and you're not going to be making enough money to cover what you would normally have. So it actually works against your interest. You're better off having the door closed at 25% capacity than you are having it open. Now, maybe um, some restaurant owners, some cafe owners, some, you know, publicans, maybe they've got enough of a nest egg. Maybe they've got enough in reserve. Maybe they can, they'll do it like, you know, sorry, again, sorry to sound like a hippie here, but out of the goodness of their fucking heart, to give people like a little bit of money, to give their workers a little bit of money. But a lot of them won't be able to afford doing it. And if you run like a restaurant or a bar or something like that, more often than not, you're going to make most of your money on like, one and maybe two days a week, and that covers the whole rest of the week's operation. <clears throat> so, if one night of the week is your busy night when you're packed to the packed to the brim, there's um, bookings like up the wazoo. Everyone's busy, everyone's frantic, everyone wants to get in there. If you reduce that to twenty five percent capacity, then all of a sudden, like you can't you can't cover your costs. So the government gets to look like the good guy, having having ripped people's freedoms away from them in the first place. The government now gets to look like the good guy, and it, we've we've spoken about it on the show so many times. Politics is about managing expectations. That's what the game is like. When you break down all of the uh, all of the rhetoric and all of the policy stuff and all of the theater shit that we see on TV, it's all about man- successful politicians are people who can successfully manage people's expectations. That's why they make ambiguous statements. That's why they very rarely make hard and fast rules about things, right? It's all about, well, we have a committee, we're discussing, we're monitoring, we're looking at, we have an idea, we'd like to. It's never like, we're going to do this. Very rarely. So they get to come out and look like the good guy, having taken our freedoms away. They get to come out and say, well, look, we're doing the right thing here. Uh, We're going to let you open up, but only 25% because we care about you. We want people to get back to work, knowing full well that a lot of these businesses aren't going to be able to take that fucking deal because they're going to lose money anyway. So they have to wait maybe for 50%, maybe for 75%, maybe for 100%. So they'll have to keep their doors closed, but you're not going to hear those stories. You're only going to hear from the governments, the politicians, when they do the uh, press conferences and say, oh, oh, we've opened up to 25%. Now people can stop being upset. Now people can get back to normal life. Well, it's not going to be the same. It's going to be the new normal. Right? Everything is a manipulation from one sentence to the next.
0: You can see all the extra space between tables to encourage social distancing. And take a look at this... (laughs) I don't
1: know if I can keep doing this. Again, this guy's propagandizing himself. That should have been the name of today's show, propagandizing yourself, right? So we've looked at all this extra, listen to it, all the space between the tables so we can encourage social distancing. No, 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 no. You mean following guidelines. See how they're two different things? You're not encouraging social distancing. You're enforcing it. You are literally separating the tables on the floor plan. You are making it (laughs) a reality. You're not encouraging people. When people walk into the restaurant, you're not saying, hey, could you please, like, you know, uh, if you could, uh, we would really like it if you could, uh, you know, try to do a little bit of social distancing, you know, just be smart about it. Oh, yeah, sure. No worries. No, 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 we're taking furniture out of the fucking place. That's not encouraging things. (laughs) We're asking for your cooperation. Oh, you mean enforcing compliance. Right, gotcha.
0: Color-coded system right here. The green side tells us this table has been sanitized. The red side says stop. This table needs to be cleaned. Once that happens, the card gets flipped back over, and you know it's...
1: Well, I kind of feel like... (laughs) Sorry Sorry if you're a restaurant worker. Um... I kind of feel like this system is a little obsolete because I, I, I'd like to think that the people who work in the restaurants are fucking cleaning the tables anyway. <laughs> like if a little card is going to... Oh, I just decided to be a good employee now because the card is fucking red. The card tells me when the table needs to be cleaned. <laughs> it's like, come on. If, if you need a little card on a table on a table to, to, to inform you that it needs to be wiped down, with all of the crumbs and shit that's been left on it by the previous inhabitant, then I don't know if we can keep paying you here, especially when we're only operating at 25%. Sorry, babe. Unemployment is in your future.
0: Safe to eat here again. The play area is closed. X's mark the spot for six feet of social distancing. Ring the
1: bell and get your cheese, man. Look at that. Stand on the spot. We're being trained like fucking monkeys. Stand on the spot to receive your food. Now don't stray off the X or you won't get your reward. Humans respond well to food, treats and rewards, apparently. You just bring them in and you tell them that you've just got to stand on the spot. If you want to eat today, you stand on the spot. And then when you get to the front, we will give you food but only if you behave yourself. Only if you're a good, good little automaton. I don't want to see you mingling. I don't want to see you wandering about. Stand in line in an orderly fashion. Don't get too close to anyone else. And if you obey the rules, you'll get your food. No soup for you. The soup Nazi was ahead of his time,
0: huh? Guidelines as people wait in line for food and social distancing will be...
1: Now, If you're listening to the podcast, you can't see. But uh, somebody has placed over a urinal a black garbage bag and one of those uh, little things, you know, like when they say the floor's wet, slippery when wet, one of those little tripody kind of things that, that you find in a supermarket, someone's placed that over the top of the urinal with a black garbage bag and it, and it says closed on it. That, to me, just looks like an excuse for somebody not to clean the toilet. (laughs) Johnson, get in there and clean the toilet. But, sir, coronavirus. Okay. Just throw a bag over it. Throw a bag over it. (laughs) Because you're only allowed... Well, this is the thing. See, Rusty in the chat's like, wow, no no urinals now. What do we do? They're trying to train people to line up outside the toilet because only one toilet should be allowed to be open at a time. So they are now enforcing social distancing in the toilets. Believe it or not, you can't stand too close to somebody when there is literal uh, isotopic fragments of human feces flying around in the air. Coronavirus is the problem. Because I don't know if you're aware of this or not. When you fart, um, the reason that you can smell it is because there's little microscopic pieces of shit flying through the air. True story. Tiny, teeny, tiny little isotopic microbes of human feces floating around in the air, which you inhale. <laughs> is anybody having dinner? <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you can smell a fart. So that that's fine. That's fine. But in the in the world the future world of coronavirus, ladies and gentlemen, we need to keep you far apart because the risk of breathing on somebody in the toilet apparently is so large that we need to protect you and this garbage bag will do the trick.
0: Being forced in the bathrooms, too. Crystal Murs runs the Blue Jasmine Boutique.
7: We want to be open to all our customers and invite everyone in, but of course being very considerate of what's going on by keeping safe, sanitized,
4: encouraging masks, and social distancing.
1: Keeping safe, sanitized, <laughs> and encouraging social distancing, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, uh, Okay. One more, one more, and then we'll get out of here. We'll stop ruining your Monday night plans, ladies and gentlemen. This, to me, was a feel-good story, and I don't care if it sounds harsh. I don't care if it sounds callous. I don't care if it sounds rude. I don't care if it sounds heartless. This made me smile.
5: This husband and wife drank a toxic brew of fish tank cleaner, believing it was a treatment for (laughs) COVID-19. Now he's dead. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry
1: i mean you know <laughs> i kind of i kind of have to fall on the side you know uh darwin's theory of evolution is a is a much debated topic in acad- academic circles but when i see things like this i'm kind of be like yeah chuck was onto something <laughs> How can I feel bad? How can I feel bad for this person? I'm sorry. Maybe maybe that makes me a bad guy. Maybe that makes me a bad Christian. I don't know. And I don't fucking care. Somebody who drinks toxic fish tank cleaner. Because apparently the president said, well, he didn't even say it, but you interpret it as the like if if the if the picture on the bottle with like a big cross through it do not ingest is not enough to stop you then i'm all for i'm for human freedom i'm for individual rights so this to me in a sick way is a celebration of libertarian values because because they had the they had the right my body my choice right my body my choice if I want to poison myself to death with fish tank cleaner, then so be it. I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm the same with like drug addicts and stuff. I'm not going to, I don't want to protect uh, heroin addicts from heroin. No, you protect yourself. I don't want the government um, running. In, I don't want the government putting needles in people's arms against their will. And I don't want the government taking needles out of people's arms against their will. Just stay the fuck out. And if, like, I don't know at what point in society we got to this stage where we decided that we need to protect the dumbest people from themselves. Because if we do agree with the theory of evolution, like modern society tells us that we must, then surely we must also agree that the the strongest and the fittest must be left to thrive. (laughs) Do you see the fucking, do you you see the self-own that happens here? You know, God is stupid, and there's no you stop believing in a sky daddy. It's all ridiculous. Listening to your fairy tales. I believe in the theory of evolution. Oh, okay, good. But I also believe that we need to spend billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars protecting the infirm and the stupid from killing themselves. Uh, really? Isn't that kind of going against the theory of evolution, though? <laughs> why? Why are the uh, Why are the more highly evolved subsidizing the existence of the lesser evolved if the theory of evolution is that the more highly evolved should be the ones who inherit the earth, so to speak. (laughs) Right? So, so no, I'm sorry. When when I, I I predicted this as well. I I put the tweet out. Like if you go through my timeline, it was probably, I don't know, a couple of months ago now, maybe a month ago when this story first happened. Um when uh, Carolyn chat says very sad, yeah, but people die every day. This is at least an amusing way to go. amusing for the rest of us. Uh, you know, like if I if I did something stupid like drink fucking fish tank cleaner to cure myself of a virus I didn't have, I'd expect people on the internet to laugh at me. So if I do that, if I if I ingest fish tank cleaner, if I die stupidly from self-harm, for an unnecessary reason, I actually, I want you to make fun of me. I want all of you to go out there and say, hey, I used to listen to that boogie bumper guy. I didn't realize that he was such a fucking idiot. How about that? I give you, you have my permission. (laughs) That should keep me in check at least a little bit before I die from autoerotic asphyxiation or something like that. But so I, when that story first broke, right, about Oh, Donald Trump is telling people to drink fish tank cleaner, which was clearly bullshit. I put out a tweet and quoted the headline and said, I can't wait for otherwise healthy people to die after drinking fish tank cleaner. And then three days later, I took another picture of the headline and put it right next to the first one. 3 it's only, It only took three days. Three days later, the next headline was man dies after ingesting fish tank cleaner. And I was like, See, the most predictable thing on planet Earth is the stupidity of the average person. (laughs) You know, you know that they're going to do stupid things to kill themselves. We're really, we're really not that advanced. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, honey, what does this thing do? Well, it says here that it burns the algae on the inside of a fish tank. It's basically an acid from what I hear. Sounds great, honey. Can you mix that in with a little bit of my Kool-Aid, please? <laughs> Tell you what, can you can you put a little bit of sugar in there? I think it's probably gonna taste a little bitter. You know, we've got a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, don't they say? This
5: husband and wife drank a toxic brew of fish tank cleaner, <laughs> believing it was a treatment for COVID-19. Now yeah, he's dead.
1: He's dead. Are investigating. The cleaner contains.
5: Police are investigating. Oh. Contain-
1: police are investigating. <laughs>
5: contains chloroquine phosphate.
1: He should he should have been dragged away for mandatory testing at the hospital, I suspect.
5: That sounds similar to hydroxychloroquine. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't sound anything like it. <laughs> that sounds similar for COVID. That sounds similar to this completely different word. COVID 19. Now he's dead, and police are investigating. The cleaner contains chloroquine phosphate. Chloroquine phosphate
1: versus that sounds similar to hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine. Well, it doesn't. <laughs> starts with a different letter. It starts with about three different syllables. That <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound anything like it. <laughs> Benke Veritas with the chat. A spoonful of sugar makes the anhydrous go down. I don't know what anhydrous is. I'm going to assume that's some kind of building material. And I'm going to check my medicine cabinet to make sure that I don't have it. <sighs> it sounds similar to Hydra. Yeah, it doesn't sound anything like it. That's like that's like ordering. That's like calling up fucking Domino's Pizza and saying, "Yeah, I'll have a. I'll, uh, can I get a family uh, supreme, no olives, um, extra cheese, uh, extra pepperoni, and no mushrooms, please?" Yeah, sure, no worries. That'll be there in 20 minutes. And then when the when the pizza shows up, it's a fucking ham and pineapple. And you're like, what the fuck is this? Well, you you didn't you ask for a ham and pineapple? No. I said I want a family supreme, extra cheese, no olives, no mushrooms, and extra pepperoni. And I'm like, well, it kind of sounds like Hawaiian. Kind of sounds like ham and pineapple. It's close. What? <laughs> I mean, you really have to really have to have trouble with basic English to get these two things. Hydroxychloroquine and what was the other one? Chloroquine phosphate. They're very different. You know, the thing that annoys me is when people get um, carbon monoxide and carbon dioxide mixed up, which is why I suspect governments who, um, you know, politicians who are very keen on pushing, uh, you know, green agenda, renewable energy subsidies, that kind of thing, that's why I suspect that they use the term, Just they just say carbon right even though that's not even close to scientifically accurate that's another manipulation carbon is like what we're made everything is made of carbon right what they're talking about is carbon dioxide but because they only use carbon and not the dioxide people think that the stuff that comes out of the back of your car is what they're talking about but that's not true either that's carbon monoxide they're two totally different fucking things The only thing that they have in carbon is carbon, which everything on earth has in common, funnily enough. So the politician comes out and says, we need to stop carbon pollution. And somebody says, there's too much carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. And then the the idiot activist on the street says, yeah, well, we need to stop those cars driving around because they're pumping out their carbon. And it's like, no, no, that's carbon monoxide. That's carbon dioxide. And what the politician said is something else entirely. Right? (laughs) So that I can understand. But what was it? How can something with nine syllables uh, be confused for another word with nine syllables? That's that's beyond me. That's talent. The
5: cleaner contains chloroquine phosphate. That sounds similar to hydroxychloroquine, the drug once touted by President Trump as a potential life-saving treatment for (laughs) COVID-19.
1: It sounds similar to something this guy said once. Therefore... It, this is all explainable.
0: I happen to feel good about it, but who knows? I've been right a lot. It's a very strong, powerful medicine, but it doesn't kill.
1: It's also a fish tank cleaner. No, that's a totally different product. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very strong, powerful medicine. It's a strong medicine that makes people healthy and gives your little goldfish, it gives your little guppies some nice glass to look out of. People, What do you have to lose?
0: What do you have to... lose?
1: look at the way that they've clipped this together. So hack. (laughs) What do you have to lose? Fuck it. Let's drink that fish tank cleaner, huh? What do we have... You heard the man. What do we have to lose? But honey, it says toxic if ingested. It says if ingested, seek medical help immediately. Fuck that. Didn't you hear the president? (laughs) He said let's go for it. Live a little. Take a damn risk. You don't want to get the coof, do you?
5: What do you have to lose? Wanda Lenius told a reporter what happened from her hospital room.
1: People in the chat keep saying that she murdered him. I don't care. I'm not giving that excuse. <laughs> if he was dumb enough. If he was dumb enough to take a drink when something tasted like fish tank cleaner. Mm, this is not weird. This isn't right. Fuck him. We we can't say that he was murdered until it's proven to be the case. So uh, I'm not I'm not giving the guy an easy way out here. Stupid until proven victim. That's what that's what I'm going with. You've heard of innocent until proven guilty. I'm going with stupid until proven murdered. How about that? In Phoenix, we saw his first country. It was on a lot
3: actually.
0: And did you seek out chloroquine?
1: I had it. Not- see, see what's chloroquine. What about, where's the hydroxy part of that? Did you seek out chloroquine? Did you seek out carbon? Hmm? Oh, I
3: used to have coy fish. my heart is
1: broken. won't we'll, well, you're a very stupid person. If you're not a killer, you're a very stupid person. Desert Cat in the chat. It's for algae, not allergy.
5: <laughs> Wanda Linia says she believed the fish tank cleaner could actually cure COVID-19.
1: <laughs> I mean, if she is a murderer, then she's come up with the perfect cover story because nobody's going to doubt that she's dumb as a fucking house brick. <laughs> nobody's going to second guess her. So she's come up with the perfect, the perfect get out of jail free card, Your Honor. I'm not a killer. I'm just stupid. Case dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> she can show up with one of those. She can show up with uh, mittens knitted onto her coat. She can show up with a name badge, right? She can get her drool going. Your Honor, Your Honor, am Honor. I'm the killer. I'm just a little bit slow. Case dismissed. Get out of here. Get out of here, you crazy scallywag. So she
5: mixed about a spoonful with some soda. About 30 minutes later, she and her 68-year-old husband became violently ill. Both (sighs) were rushed to the hospital. He died the same day. Wow. Police opened an investigation with homicide detectives, Mm -hmm. but they say there's no evidence of foul play.
1: (laughs) The Carol Baskin of the fish tank world. Some are saying. <laughs> Chloroquine, hydro, hydroxychloroquine. What's the difference? What could possibly go wrong? Mr. Cigar in the chat. Oh, I love this story so much.
5: Reporter Alana Goodman of the Washington Free Beacon, a conservative
1: website. A conservative website. Why do the conservative bloggers now have a say? What do the conservative bloggers have to say about this? Also interviewed Wanda Lenius.
2: A homicide detective with the Mesa Police Department reached out to me earlier this week and asked for audio recordings of my interview with Wanda Lenius, and we turned over materials related to the case.
5: Wanda and Gary Lenius were married for 20 years. She was charged with a domestic violence incident seven months into the marriage.
1: Ooh. But that was 20 fucking years ago, let's be fair. That's a long time to wait for revenge, don't you think? Because <laughs> people have said that, right? People have said, oh, well, you know, she had a domestic violence um, incident against this guy. So, you know, like there's a there's history there. And it's like, yeah, but it's 20 years ago. That is a long play. You know what I'm going to do? I fucking hate this man. I wish I never married this guy. I'm sick of this guy. I don't want to be around him. I'm gonna fucking op this I'm gonna off this guy. Right? I'm gonna get rid of him. But I'm gonna do it smart. I'm gonna wait 20 years. I'm gonna wait till Donald Trump gets elected. I'm gonna wait for a pandemic. And then I'm going to feed him fish tank cleaner and say that it'll cure him from the virus he doesn't have. Boom. Fucking boom. <laughs> the master plan fascist hippie in the chat before said she's a master criminal. I tend to agree. If that's the story we're going with, I tend to agree. But in situations like this, I do personally tend to fall on the side of Occam's razor, which would suggest that they're probably both very, very stupid people who did a very stupid thing, which resulted in a very humorous death for those of us who indulge in that kind of thing on the internet, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you so much for joining us. That brings an end to this uh, overtime edition of the Daily Boogie broadcast. Don't forget tonight, uh, 10 p.m. Mersh with Nightwave Radio. Um, don't forget to follow our friends, Why Censored, Mister America, The Beard of Truth, Winning TV, Ladies and Gentlemen, UK Neil, uh, JJ Stoner, The Sunday Night Shit Show, which was fantastic. I think um, Frozen Asian and Spent E leave the replay up on D Live. So if you missed it last night, it was fucking hilarious. Uh, reviewing bad Japanese music. <laughs> Because why, why not? What else would you do on a Sunday? So uh, check out Sunday Night Shit Show with Frozen Asian and Spent D. Uh, also, don't forget Major Tom on Sunday who had a great show. Joy of Pessy, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, tonight at 10pm you've got Mersh with Nightwave Radio. And then tomorrow morning, 10am Daywave, 12pm, JJ Stoner, the great JJ Stoner with uh, Pocalypse Tuesdays, I think. Yes, it's Pocalypse Tuesday. Uh, Revenge of the Sis at 4 And again, if you're not a big fan of Revenge Assist, don't worry. I'll just play the video that they played. (laughs) (laughs) But you should check out that show. Absolutely love it. Probably my favorite show on the internet. And then um, after all that, if you haven't had enough, then I'll be back at 6pm tomorrow night. So thanks everyone for contributing tonight on DLive. As always, I accept your donations very humbly. Uh, So much more to get through this week. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, patreon.com slash bumper. become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to tell me about drinking fish tank cleaner, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Uh, I'm going to open the chest right now. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.